Alice and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. How are you today? How did you sleep? I slept really well, and it was just a good morning, relaxing morning. I'm doing super well. How are you? How did you sleep? Uh, I slept pretty well. I got up at five o'clock, but I just went out onto the couch and I played with the cats for a little bit, and then I laid down, and Mr. Boy fell asleep on me. And uh, yeah, Mr. Boy and I took a little nap, and then I got up at like 6:45 and started doing stuffs. And then a friend came over and picked me up, and we went to this bakery called Fox and Bull, uh, and it's right outside Kansas City, and it was awesome. The prices are incredible. The coffee's incredible. I think it's two guys that own it. Um, I can't remember their names. I think it's like Chris and Dan, maybe, possibly, something like that. Anyway, hit that place up if you're in the Kansas City area. Really tasty pastries. And uh, on Saturdays, they have like specials, and today's special was breakfast pizza. And so that's what we went there for. We got breakfast pizzas, I got some biscuits and gravy, and then some pastries, came back to the house and had a little feast. And then another friend of ours came over, different friend, and helped me with um, a home improvement project. So our dishwasher is now completely installed, like it's not going anywhere. It is hooked in. So yeah, really productive morning so far. Yay! And we've got some errands planned for the afternoon. So, feeling pretty good about the day. Like, Oh, also, last night, I, I just gotta say this, I've been playing a lot of chess uh, for the last, how long? Like, more than a year, probably, at this point? Oh, yeah, more than a year, for sure. Like, a few, a couple years, probably, now, at this point. Like, whenever Queen's Gambit came out, mm-hmm. um, that's probably about when I picked it up, maybe a little bit before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I had a game last night, my very last game of the evening before Liz came home, where... I got it down to where it was a queen, like my opponent had a queen, and I had a, just a rook left and a bunch of pawns, and I ended up winning the game with two queens with 0.6 seconds left by checkmate, and I just got to throw that out there. I needed to be commemorated. I need, you know, whatever alien civilization is listening to this podcast long after the human race is gone. Um, let I just want you to know, I had a really epic game of chess last night, and it was the kind of game where after it was over, I stood up from the table and I was shaking and I was just like, oh, oh, never resign. Oh, because that's that's kind of been my mantra lately is like, you know, no matter win, lose, draw, whatever, just never resign a game. Always play it out to the end because you never know what might happen. Right. And, and I ended up blundering my queen in this game, but I ended up coming back and skewering the, the king to the queen and winning the queen outright in the last like. Like, it was a 68-move game, but that happened at, like, move 48. And the last 20 moves, I played them in, like, 14.7 seconds and ended up queening two of my pawns and winning by checkmate. And I just, I felt like a fucking god. Because they were higher-rated ELO than I was. And I looked at their account today, and they're, like, even higher-rated ELO today. So, like, not a bad opponent, considering where I'm rated right now. So, just feel really good about chess. Yes. Girl. I love that you have that hobby. Yes. So, yeah. So it's been fun. Um, I, I want to go to, there's a, ch- I heard about a chess night that apparently happens at the uh, Westport Flea Market, um, <clears throat> which is a restaurant as well, like a bar. And I guess there's a an international master, a national master. I can't remember what the person's rank is, but they're a titled person in Kansas City who hosts a chess night. And I want to go to that and go and play some live over-the-board chess. 
And then I've been joking about this for a while, but there's a, a local um, arcade bar in Kansas City that I won't name at the moment, but they have a really awesome patio. I used to work there as a door guy. And uh, it would be an, a really, really great venue to have a chess boxing event. And I know that chess boxing is kind of like reaching its zenith in the United States right now. So I think it'd be a really fun thing because it'd be right up their alley because they're like they're into professional wrestling and eighties move like eighties nineties movies is their aesthetic, and that just fits. Chess boxing totally fits that nerd, like rugged nerd aesthetic that they go for. That'd be super fun. Yeah, and so maybe maybe I'll go get my face punched in and then go play some rapid chess. I would you not know? let you do that. Oh no, I would totally. I would train beforehand. Like, I would, I would find whoever my biggest nemesis was in the Kansas City Metropolitan Area. I would challenge them to a boxing Babe, match. Babe, I would not let you participate in a boxing match. I, it would be a blood feud. That sounds horrible. You would break your nose, and I'd be so upset because I love your nose. Oh, but then it would look so distinguished. <coughs> <coughs> it looked badass. Your nose is already badass. I don't want you to break it. You just like it because it's sexy. I agree. It's sexy nose. Sexy nose. Mm-hmm. So today's podcast is going to be about sexy noses. You guessed it. What's your favorite thing about noses? I, you like big noses. I like big noses or interesting noses. I love noses on faces. It's something I've always liked. You like a nose so big it could be used as a weapon. Indeed. Or or for sexual gratification. Or that. Or that. Yeah. Who's listening? Huh? Who's listening? Is it is it your family right now? Oh my god. Shout out everybody. Who might be related to us? <laughs> oh. Anyway, we're we're so spicy hours. That's a different podcast. You gotta subscribe to the Patreon for the Spicy Hours podcast. This is uh, Vanilla Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that's basically all that I want to talk about. Oh yeah, no. Um, let's see. We went and shot a bunch of uh, footage last night around First Fridays. Uh, not actually inside any galleries because I don't. I don't know. I don't feel kosher about just like bringing my camera into places where people like make visual art for sale. It just feels weird. Um, and so we did like a lot. I, I did a bunch of like street photography and I like shot pictures of Liz's butt in the street. So like uh, look out for my coffee table book. It's just like city booties. You don't like that? You do like that. Yeah. Dear listener, if you could see Liz's face right now, she's like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about that. Don't do that. I'm just shaking my head. So... Uh, yeah, but it was so fun was to walk first yeah. Fridays and see have you take pictures and mm-hmm. just I mean it was a little chilly but it was it was still nice. Yeah, we were bundled up and it was fun to like you know go into galleries and see art. There was an artist that I've been getting emails about for you know I don't know a couple weeks now maybe a month about their gallery being up and so we got to go and see that artwork that artwork. It was solo yeah. the artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess a Casey born guy that uh, lives in LA now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so very Basquiat vibes, like super Basquiat vibes. Everything was a like a cartoon of a black figure with a crown for the mm-hmm. most part. Like a lot of that type of stuff. A lot of like symbols and like symbol making and mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the hell out of the show. I thought it was like fun to watch or fun to look at. And, yeah, it was a good time. You know, Thought provoking stuff and. We did see some, like, weird, like, the, the woman who did the combination of, like, what would that be called? Like, uh, the carpet? Like, she would she would make carpets that had designs in them. Yeah. And also, like, felt animal, like, 
yeah. action figure things, but like also life size, like a human size, like a, a like a half bunny rabbit, half man, like human being from the neck down, but from the, the neck up, it was like a like a I don't know. I found them to be kind of like weirdly grotesque. I did too. Yeah, and I think that's the point. Right. To be like people are into like weird, cute grotesque art. Yeah. Um, One of them had sold. Yeah, I, and those were not cheap things, right? Like they were in the thousands of dollars. And so, I don't know if that's your, I, I, I don't know, we, we have some friends who I can think of who would put stuff like that in their house. Uh, I would not. But it was interesting to look at and fun to see. Like, it, it takes a great amount of skill to produce those things, just not my flavor. Right. right. So, um, who's that? Oh, my phone going off. Great. Yeah, I got that on the recording. Who, who's that? Uh, Thok Not Han, who talks about, is that how you Thich say that Thich Not Han. Thich Not Han. I, I never know how to say, I'm the worst with names. I need to do better about that. But uh, wasn't it, um, they said that uh, when they're asked about great art, they don't look, or they don't judge it by, <clears throat> like, whatever the thing is. Uh, aesthetically, they judge it by the experience of the person who created it. Like how the honest. artist's mind yeah. expanded or changed through the creation of uh-huh. the art. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a fun aspect to think about when going to local art shows. Yeah. Um, just, you know, like, what who... Who created this? Why did they they create it? What is their background? You know, kind of get Socratic with it, where you just start asking questions over and over again based mm-hmm. on whatever information comes in. Um, so that's what I love about local art shows is also that the artists are usually there. Yeah, um, around the Kansas City area. And, Sculpture guy was and there. We went last to night. one. We went to an art show in Overland Park, downtown Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that venue? Oh, it's right next to the the um, post office it's like basically in the post office I can't remember what it's called I can't remember what it's called but they also had some like local artists and and we got to meet a bunch of the artists and it was really cool Uh yeah yeah I I like that um the there there was a sculpture exhibition last night and um I love the people watching at these things especially the artists who are there because they always look very interesting they're always very intentional about how they're put together and the guy who was the sculpture artist was just his aesthetic was just very kind of like like mid 50 year old dude with like gray gray to whiting hair but very sharp aesthetic kind of like uh like tom ford kind of e but he had a soul patch and like thick black glasses like very like, kind of buddy holly e guy as well mm-hmm. but his art was like ceramics that said things on them that were like they kind of looked primal but then the messages on them were very modern mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool i don't know i just I, I like seeing the whole package of like the art itself and the person who creates the art yeah like uh we, we've referenced that there's a, a person who's a I, I would say we're friendly acquaintances uh you know who makes kind of erotic or a lot of their art is erotic um and they like knowing them like i don't know it just adds another layer uh, to the work, right? To the appreciation. To the of appreciation the work. of the work, yeah. And so that's really fun. Um, I've got a few friends who are good artists who have not made art in a while, who I would like to be affected by their work, but they don't do it. If you're listening to this while you're going to sleep right now, yes, I'm talking to you. You know who you are. <laughs> I also have been inspired by um, Peter has a couple of friends in his life that do woodworking, mm, yeah, and like. One of them is, like, I would consider him a family friend. And, like, 
some of the pieces with wood that he's created really surprised and intrigued me. Like I knew he made like beautiful custom wood tables that are in his office and in his home. Um, we're thinking about commissioning him to help us build like a custom like long bench for our living room um, to go underneath the windows in our living room. Um, but like most recently we were in his office and he creates these beautiful wooden pens that are like mm -hmm. gorgeous and heavy and like yep. just so so cool. Fun to use. And then the friend we had over earlier this afternoon or this morning um, was telling us about how he makes um, he he loves woodworking and he makes like what what all does he make knife like, handles knife handles. So like he'll, he he bought some really really nice Damascus steel knife blades like kitchen knives that were specced specifically. And then he, uh, you, I, I don't know if he uses a software, but basically he, he either sketched out by hand. Yeah, I think he probably sketched out by hand um, the type of handle he wanted specifically for each blade that he bought. And then he crafted the knife handle for each Damascus steel blade. So he, and he's got a, I think it's a magnetic cutting board. So he has these beautiful, ornate, like Damascus steel and really nice wood handle knives that are up there basically just hanging like a artwork you know yeah and i think that adds like i want that type of shit in our house you know totally and it was so cool because we this morning we were giving him a tour of the house and we were showing him artwork that we wanted to frame eventually and put up in our like peter's office and stuff like that and he was just like come over sometime like uh we'll we'll make some custom you know wooden picture frames together and so he's I like, just, oh yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, he okay. was like, just a few hours, like it's like a three-hour project. Let's yeah, go. let's do it anytime. And we were like, I mean, I was really impressed, and I just love having these friends who are so creative and artistic. Yeah, honestly, a personal goal of mine is to get to a point where I can really like buy the art that I love mm -hmm. and that inspires me. Like when we go to shows and stuff like that, and like curate a collection. Yep. I mean, I kind of already have one. Like I have paintings and things like that that I've had for years since college mm -hmm. I try to you know I've tried to collect like collect a small amount of like local like like where I know all of the artists who made the paintings mm -hmm. um but I'd like to be able to go to shows and galleries and and buy the things <coughs> buy the things that really inspire me and kind of like have my own collection of, around the house or put in my office or yep. whatever like that's kind of a long-term goal hell yeah yeah, <clears throat> something I wanted to talk about with our friend who was over earlier is I do want to frame all of the art that we have already that's just rolled up, like, in storage. Get it all up. And you know my plan with the office is basically to cover every single square inch of the walls. Like, I'm not even going to worry about painting, really. Like, I might worry, like, before I really go, like, actually, before we undergo this thing, you know, we've got some other projects, but uh, basically black out the walls and then cover them in art. Uh, so that basically every square inch of the walls is covered in some kind of framed piece of art. Yeah. And then uh, have the ceiling be some kind of like dark color as well. And so that the room kind of feels like boxed in and dark and like you're really surrounded on all sides by visual media, visual stimuli. Mm -hmm. I want this room to just be like overwhelming in the amount of things that you can look at. I think we'll have to be very like, I'm excited to kind of, put lighting in that room mm -hmm. in, in your office and be strategic about the lighting. So c to create like a moody space, mm -hmm. I think it'll look really good. Yeah. 
And so going forward, you know, after we take care of all of the art that we currently have, and then we have kind of designs in the future, kind of like you, I want to, when we go out, be on the lookout for art that kind of fits my interest and aesthetic. And I want to um, only buy things that delight me, right? Yeah. But be on the lookout for things that are more like investments. Like, if I find artists that I think are going to be bigger in the future, right. like buying a bunch of their work and putting it up here. And then eventually, you know, like we've talked about how one of our goals in the future is to have, like, like an independent therapy practice, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and an office and all that. And then, so I would like to have it in a place, like, in the crossroads where we could open it up during First Fridays. And kind of, like, have it as a place that's our personal gallery. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and I think that'd just be a fun thing that's, like, passive, you know. During the week, it's therapist's office, and then on First Fridays, we, you know, we we lock up the appropriate parts of the building, but then it's just kind of like a building that you can tour to see all the art and see how it's, like, kind of set. And maybe we'll have, like, guest artists in there every now and then um, to, like, show, like, special things. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that'd be, and just, like, give everybody wine and just talk and then use that as, like, a way into more business stuff. Exactly. So, so yeah, like, I, I don't know. I love art. I love the place that it has in our lives. And, like, even with, um, like, yeah, do you mind if I talk about your birthday? Oh, not at all. So, like, so, you know, like, with your birthday, how, you know, I give you a certain amount of money for jewelry and we go to gold makers and you go and you in try Lawrence. on. In Lawrence. yeah. And you go and you, like, try on a bunch of different, and we, you know, we make an afternoon out of it. You know, like, we go get cocktails before and after and, like, dinner after and, like, you know, it's, it, we make it into a couple hour ordeal where you're in there and you try on like dozens of different things. And I always want you to buy like one, like find, find an artist, like the same sort of thing with art, right? Like find a jewelry maker that either has a big reputation already, or you think will have a big reputation in the future that you also like their stuff. And then really invest in like a show piece. Like, you know, if, if something, if, if we think the investment is right, you know, I'm not above spending a few hundred, like low thousands of dollars on something that is essentially going to be both like a piece of jewelry and something that we show in our, in our own personal gallery because it's in effect a piece of art. Right. And also an heirloom. Yeah. An heirloom too. Right. And so, you know, you collect, you know, God willing, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 more years of those. Cause if it's happening once a year, you just naturally build a collection like that. Yeah. And so then, you know, God, an 80-piece collection when you're, you know, 100, I mean, let, let's say it's a 50-piece collection when you're in your 60s, right? Something right. like that. Like, that's still a lot of shit to see. You could fill a house like that. Just doing that one one time a year deal. Yeah. So stuff like that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more into things that either really identify with me or, well, and are incredibly valuable. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Same. And then we make some friends who are art appraisers, and then they appraise our art for like 10 times for what we paid for it. And then we, we then we put that into the trust, and then that gets protected by a bunch of, from a bunch of shit. And then uh, we basically set that up so that when we die, uh, whoever the beneficiary of the trust is gets a fat payout. And that's how rich people do money laundering and fraud. <laughs> we, I want to do that. So let's, let's do that. go. Yeah, see this this recording right now, incriminating in like 10, 15, 20 years. I love it. I love it. Yeah, just didn't doing doing rich people crime. Let's do it, babe.